Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today I'm here to do another TV season review. This is going to be for the newest addition to the MCU, which is Season 1 of She-Hulk. I'm going to start off spoiler-free. I'm your host, Matthew. And then I'm going to get into the spoiler section later on, uh, just like we normally do, which is a, a good format. Um, so She-Hulk, yes, all nine episodes are now out. Um, the I've just finished watching the ninth episode, and I'm here to tell you all about what I thought of it um i have almost sort of separate not really separate opinions but sort of a- additional opinions on two specific episodes one of which is episode eight and the other which is episode nine if you've seen those two episodes you probably know why um overall i really really enjoyed my time with this show um in terms of rating because we've got strong must see must see don't skip possible skip skip and then a hard skip um, so those those are the ratings that we've got. I'm going to go with a light must-see, uh, which is still a must-see, still higher than our normal recommendation rating, which our, our normal recommendation rating is just a don't skip, because that's a simple, hey, you should watch this, don't skip it. Um, I still thought this was an excellent show. In terms of numbered ratings, I would probably give this something like a 9 out of 10. Um, so why would I give it a 9? Why did I not love it? Why did, well I did love it. Why did I not sort of think this was, um, because to me if I'm doing a strong must see rating and a 10 out of 10, that is for proper, proper top shelf, top tier prestige television shows, which even though I'm saying this isn't that, that's not me criticising this show. Uh, me still giving this a 9 out of 10 and still, you know, must see rating is still saying this show is excellent. But on certain parts, it didn't. It just didn't quite land. Um, that's not to say the show is bad. Obviously, everything I've just described does not mean I think this show is bad. Um, so I still think this is an excellent show. Um, it's it's it continues to be interesting to review MCU because you don't really have Marvel stuff anymore that really isn't MCU. I mean, I've not seen Werewolf by Night yet, so I don't know what what that does exactly. Um, I've heard some things about like little MCU references, but I, I don't know anything about that yet. Um, it continues to be very, very interesting and also very fun to review MCU-based content because you have two particular um, lanes, which is, is the actual thing itself individually good? And the answer here is yes. And the other question is, okay, what does this do for the MCU? Where does this where does this kind of land within the MCU? Does it set things up? Does it reference things from the past? Um, yes, to a bunch of those. Uh, it does reference the past, certainly. Um, it sets up some very interesting things for the MCU. I mean, that's what this whole franchise building thing has been about, right? You put out a TV show or a film... Um, Obviously, you've got, like, adjacent MCU stuff, which is, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which, yeah, kind of MCU canon, but not, like, full canon, and uh, some other shows as well. But now that we've got all these, like, Disney Plus TV shows, which we've been doing for about two years or so, uh, roughly two years, um, this does do some excellent stuff for the MCU. I really, really... The the thing I'm most urgent to jump into is obviously the spoiler section to talk about episodes 8 and 9. I'll do my spoiler-free thoughts on episode... I mean, everybody knows Daredevil was in this, right? That's not some sort of secret. Um, You know, it was part of news coming away from Comic-Con that, like, hey, Daredevil's going to be in She-Hulk. 
Daredevil's going to be in She-Hulk. Um, and uh, then on the TV show Echo next year. And then is going to have his own TV show in 2024, which I think is an excellent way to do to do that. Um, same guy playing him, you know, Charlie Cox and everything like that. Um, so obviously that is in one of the episodes. Um, just just on my spoiler three thoughts on Daredevil, because what some of the worry was like, oh, is he going to be, you know, Disneyfied or whatever? Um, no, he's still excellent. This was a really good taste of. Again, you get like you know. About half an episode of him or so, roughly. Roughly. Um, he was fantastic. I think it was great to show, like, okay, what's he, what's he going to be like with the differences in tone? That's one of the biggest shifts is, like, okay, you got this proper... I don't know if it... Was it 18 rated, the, the Netflix show? Um, uh, Daredevil thing there. And, like, it's gritty and grounded and dark. And this is more fun. But it doesn't sort of, like, you know, take away anything from him. Um, so my, my spoiler free thoughts on that is that I thought Daredevil was fantastic. Um, I love the fact that we got him back and everything and we'll hopefully, you know, build upon more of that. I mean, we've already had, uh, he was already in Spider-Man and we already had Kingpin in, in, uh, Hawkeye. So we've been slowly building back towards that. And again, using, <clears throat> I've just mentioned three different things. Using She-Hulk to put Daredevil back in. Using No Way Home to put Matt Murdock back in. And using Hawkeye. Uh, to put Kingpin back in, but still telling stories with Spider-Man, with Hawkeye, with Kate Bishop, and with She-Hulk. So it's a big combined thing, and I think I think all of that together as a package was uh, was excellent. Um, I've just realised I've talked about Daredevil before I've actually talked about She-Hulk. Um, I think Tatiana Maslany did an incredible job for anybody that's seen. Um, was it called? Uh, is it Orphan Black? Not Black something. Orphan Black, yes. Uh, Orphan Black, which is the doppelganger sci-fi sort of show. Uh, for those of you unfamiliar with that, that is where she plays, um, I don't know how many clones, a whole bunch of them. Um, initially it's like just a few clones, but then it just becomes more and more. Um, she is a phenomenal actress, and obviously she's got two roles, sort of, to take on here, which is She-Hulk and then Jennifer Walters. Um, so I thought that was handled very, very well. Uh, yeah, I like Jennifer and She-Hulk, um... It's very, very interesting with the Hulk part of that. Because if you look at what they've done with... Um, what's he, is he called Smart Hulk? Professor Hulk? With uh, Bruce Banner. <clears throat> and how, like, it's moulded, um, like, a more human version of Hulk... Um, as opposed to the, the the rage monster we had before. They went into She-Hulk and just did the same thing. Um, which I, I suppose one of the reasons you do that is when, when you're very early on in the series, in this in this season, and Hulk is teaching her, because obviously he's been Hulk for a while, he's teaching her about controlling rage and all this kind of stuff, what it means to be a Hulk. You can get them both in their Hulk personas talking. Um, which is possibly why that was done. I see. I didn't mind the, the on the whole Professor Hulk thing. I didn't mind that initially. I'm ready to kind of switch back if that's going to happen. Of course, the pro one of the problems that you've got is I, th I think it's Universal, is it? Has like weirdly got the rights to solo Hulk films. 
Um, which, even though the MCU technically owns every single character, because they've obviously got Deadpool, Fantastic Four, X-Men now as well, um, and have to borrow Spider-Man from Sony, um, the... My understanding is if they were to do like a solo Hulk thing, which could obviously include She-Hulk as well. So if you were going to do, I think there's a story called Planet Hulk or World War Hulk or something something like that. If you were going to do that and if you were going to bring um, Bruce's Hulk back to like the Rage Monster, you'd have to like get Universal involved in the same way that Sony does. So I'm I'm not sure where they can go with that. So there might be an unfortunate kind of barrier, but maybe they can strike a deal like they did with Sony. I don't I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I'm speaking very broad terms here, aren't I? Very sort of uh big um big picture stuff. Uh in terms of the actual show itself, um I yeah, really, really enjoyed it. I thought the comedy see see the comedy for me there wasn't any sort of bit of comedy where I was like, Oh, that's stupid. There was either comedy in this show where I was like, oh, that's quite funny. Or like, oh, that didn't really quite land. I'm not laughing, but I'm not sort of like, ugh, God, what's, what's, what's this? Because I'm kind of... See, some people don't like the MCU's brand of humour. And the interesting thing with She-Hulk is the show and the character fits it pretty well, like pretty perfectly. Obviously, you've got kind of one of the newer things to the MCU, which is the whole fourth, fourth wall-breaking thing. I know Daredevil. Deadpool did that in his films, but they were sort of the fox marvel films um but no i thought that was a good fun thing to to put in it's interesting that she hulk is able to do that in the mcu proper before daredevil <laughs> that's uh that's quite cool uh but no the comedy i thought was was good there was either comedy that i just sort of either chuckled out a bit or didn't really laugh at or comedy that i actually laughed at um we'll talk about a, a bigger thing to do with um not just the reception of the show, but the show's sort of fight back against that reception, which is people that... Because obviously there was a lot of commentary within this show about sort of female characters and, um, I don't know, it being too woke or whatever. You know, that 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 type of thing. I don't even really know. Well, sexist is one, one way to, to label it. Now, look, I just want to make this very clear. If you didn't like this show... It doesn't automatically make you sexist. But if you didn't like this show because a woman is in the lead role. Then you probably are. Right? Um, You can still support female characters. Women characters. And look at this show and just say hey. On a quality level I don't think this was good. That's fine. That's absolutely fine. Or if you look to any other if you look to Black Widow or Captain Marvel or Miss Marvel or a- any other sort of female-led things in the MCU, or not just even female-led, obviously you've got like Thor, Love and Thunder that have got a, f- a few female characters in there with Mighty Thor. Um, maybe you think the show was poorly written. Maybe you think, obviously, the CGI was a big debacle again. Um, not in my opinion, but the conversation around it. Um... Or like, oh, why is Hulk like bowing down to She-Hulk or whatever? Um, I thought it was quite funny. Um, the 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 head-on way and the meta way that the show dealt with that, I thought was very sort of like if you're one of those people who makes those types of comments, the show is taking fun out, uh, t- taking the Mickey out of you, is making 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 fun of you. And some of those people probably don't realise that. Um, 
And I think that that was an interesting part of the show's comedy attempt. Um, and there's there's some not just because there there's like there's two different sort of types of scenes. There's one where there's actual male characters in the show who are talking about that very same thing. And there's um, like because it's a you've got like these social media um, scenes. Let's let's call them that in in this show, and that sort of like highlighted. And apparently some of those are real tweets as well. I think I think on one of the earlier episodes, maybe like three or four, episode three or four, they had like, oh, She-Hulk is bad because of this and that and this and that and female characters and why, why MCU and all this sort of rubbish. Um, uh, I think some of those, I think it was after an episode, somebody posted something and was like, hey, these are actual real tweets. So I found that quite funny, but... Yeah, it was funny. It was funny on two different ways, both because the show was funny itself at certain points. I found Jennifer to be a very, very likable character, uh, a very funny character at different points. Um, and just on a sort of like, yeah, the show's taking the mickey out of you because you're making these ridiculous comments. Um, so I thought that was that was pretty good. Yeah, that was uh, that was quite good. Um, obviously, there was the more aggressive type of people out there who watched this show. Um, so you've you've got those as well, but no, I th- I thought the show in general handled that very very well in a very comedic way. I thought that was very good. Um, what else do I want to say? Spoiler free. Uh, in terms of my spoiler free thoughts on the last episode, <laughs> oh boy. Um, I won't tell you what it is. Obviously, that happens. The MCU pulling off one of the most. Now I've covered a lot of things. Over over the years, we've all, we've all watched a lot of stuff, played a lot of games, whatever. Maybe you haven't played games. I don't. I don't, I don't know. I've, I've played a lot of games, watched a lot of shows, watched a lot of films. Whether I want to say for films themselves, obviously there is films outside of the MCU, or the MCU itself, pulling off one of the most wild, insane things I've ever seen in anything ever. Um, I, I I've seen some show tried to pull off, <clears throat> excuse me, some shows tried to pull off some daring things before, right? But the very the specifics of what the last episode does is, and and, and once you get the gist of what they're doing, is like oh this makes complete sense given the show that I'm watching, because there was there there was some commentary from Jennifer herself. Of like, hey, cameos and cameos, and Wong is here, and uh, Madison is here, and you know, Daredevil's here, and all, all, all these other characters are sort of popping up, and Abomination and Hulk, and all all, the, all these cameos and recurring appearances. And I think one of the episodes is actually called "Don't Forget Whose Show This Is." The way that they use that specific, not even re- not really theme, but the way that they use that element of the show in the final episode, um. I'm very glad I wasn't spoiled on that either. And it, even if I was spoiled on that, I don't know that I, it would have made sense until I'd seen it. Um, if you if you haven't seen the show and you you're you're still here with me in the spoiler free section, you're probably thinking like, "What is Matt like talking about or whatever?" And if you have seen the show, you're probably like, "Yes," agreeing with me, hopefully. Um, but wow. Um, what one of the comments I'll make towards that is, I love the fact <clears throat> of now that we're what fourteen years into this MCU thing. <clears throat> excuse me, fourteen years into the MCU, 
the amount of history, that's the word I'm going to use, history, that you can pull from and use, I really, really like that. Um, I, I do like when shows and films and games reference things that have happened in the past. Wa- Walking Dead's been doing it a little bit in these opening two episodes of the... Because we've got like the last chunk of eight for, for The Walking Dead. And it's it's used its history a bit more. Uh, I won't go into more details, but it's done that. And I really, really like that. It just it just it just lets you know that okay the characters haven't forgotten sort of what's happened and especially when you have got fourteen years worth and all, all of the adventures and things that the MCU's done all all the stories the way that that is used in this final episode I thought was just sensational I really 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 enjoyed that um, <clears throat> and not just in the final episode it's used throughout this uh, this season and it's a very very useful very very fun very very interesting tool. That the MCU can can use because um, you can't really say that about every single franchise. So especially, it's not just sort of oh we have ten years or whatever worth of these films. It's the fact that these things are connected and like um, although Jennifer herself is a new character, um, like the like the, the the meta sort of references to stuff um, and things that haven't happened yet as well. I really, really enjoyed that a lot. Uh, so anyway, I'm 17 minutes in here. Um, I really, really enjoyed this show. Um, I would use the word excellent. I would use the word must-see to describe this. I really, really enjoyed it. And just, just the last couple of comments, spoiler-free-wise. Given that we've got things like She-Hulk and Werewolf by Night and like Deadpool is going to be in the MCU... I love the fact that the the MCU can kind of do whatever it wants at this point. I mean, if you're going to do what you did in the ninth episode of this show. <laughs> um, and get away with it. Make it make sense. Make it work, which it does. And it does it pretty much perfectly. Um, like, the, okay, the, the MCU's got us probably a certain, like, path and trajectory. But these little experimental things you want to do along the way. Um, because even if, like, something gets set up for the MCU, and, like, okay, we're not going to use that immediately, but we'll we'll put a pin in that, we'll use that later. And you just know that these things are, like, pinned for later, and all sorts of kind of stuff. Like, the the way that the MCU sets itself up for future projects, um, I very much love that. Um, because it's it's useful to, you know, you've got your present storylines, you can reference the past, and you can, you're very, very well trained at setting things up for the future. Uh, the MCU is obviously very, very trained in, in doing that. Uh, just a couple of comments on other characters. Um, Tatiana, uh, not Tatiana, um, Titania, I think her name is, um, played by Tatiana, not Tatiana Maslany, sorry, that's She-Hulk. Um, Jamila Jamil. Uh, from uh, I know her from the Good Place, and she's been she's been on a few things before, but um, main thing is like Good Place and stuff like that. She was great. I I, I liked her character. I'll probably talk a bit more about her in the spoiler section as well. Madison I thought was a cool little addition. Wong being in the show was very cool. The use of portals and everything. Uh, Tim Roth back as Abomination I thought was really good. Charlie Cox's Daredevil I thought was great. Um, Hulk Hulk being back in this show just made sense because of the character that you've got. Um, I don't really know how you would have done the beginning of the show without Hulk. Actually, you couldn't have because of how the show starts. Um, so that made sense, and that was that was a, that was another good place to use Hulk. 
So, uh, again, I'm not sure about this whole barrier thing with Universal and ha how that all works. I don't know if it's the same thing as the Sony situation with Spider-Man. But um, it's good that you're still able to use him in, like, multi-character projects where, where he's not the title character, I think. Which makes me well, I wonder if they can get away with doing... Because um, I don't know what the World War Hulk storyline would be. Because I don't really know much about that. I've I've heard people say, like, hey, could you use these characters for that? Because you've got, like, Abomination, you've got Hulk, you've got She-Hulk, and a few others as well. Um, I don't know if you'd get away with calling it something else and doing that. Because that that's something that the MCU seems like it wants to do, especially after watching this show. Um, so, we shall see. Anyway, that's it for the spoiler-free section. Um, take a break, come back, do spoilers, and we'll continue from there. See you in a minute. Today's sponsor is Manscaped. You can get 20% off with your order with Manscaped by using the promo code that we've got with them, which is ETALKUK. That's E-T-A-L-K-U-K to get 20% off your order and free shipping with Manscaped. They sell various different men's grooming products from shavers, razors, ear and nose head trimmers, different clothes and deodorants. You don't even need to Google Manscaped themselves. You can click on the link in your show notes, whether you're on a podcast player or the website uh, version of the episode, and you can go and click on that link in the show notes. That's also got the promo code written in the show notes as well, so you can either copy and paste the promo code ETALKUK, E-T-A-L-K-U-K. You can either copy and paste that into your show notes or type it in in the promo code box and click apply. That will get you 20% off your order with Manscaped and free shipping. First-hand quality professional with Manscaped from their packaging to the items themselves. Even the way the items are stored in the packaging is very, very first-class, very professional, so no questions about Manscaped's quality. Thanks very much to Manscaped for sponsoring Entertainment Talks podcast and thank you very much for listening. Hi there, if you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name, we've got good news for you. With our affiliate link with Kualu, you can click on that link which is in your show notes, which is for our affiliate link. You can go over to Kualu to get started with your website and domain name today. They've also got a very handy chat support system which is usually in the bottom right hand corner to send messages back and forth to Kualu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today so that's Kualu and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today thank you very much to Kualu for this affiliate link hi there if you'd like to get rid of the ads in entertainment talks podcasts and listen to the ad free versions of our episodes we've got good news for you there as well you can subscribe to entertainment talk at either the five dollar level tier or ten dollar level tier the five dollar level tier will get you access to all of entertainment talks previous ad free podcasts and the future ad free podcasts that we make in the month that you're subscribed for if you also subscribe to us at the ten dollar level tier that will get you that benefit that i've just mentioned and it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a tv show and a general discussion on that show or a film review of your choice so if you if there's a tv show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it we can watch two episodes of that tv show or film review so it's one of either of those per month of course if you continue subscribing each month you can pick a tv show then a film the next month and so on and so forth this is a great way to support entertainment talk get your ad free podcasts and also get some reviews of your choice thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening back to the show Alright, it's spoiler time. If you've not seen the first season, all nine episodes of She-Hulk, I'm going to spoil it. If you don't want to be spoiled on the show, you're going to want to click off now. So if you're listening on a podcast platform, 
go into that, mute it, take your earphones out, close the app, whatever you do need to do to hear me, stop hearing me talk. Uh, if you're listening on the website version, you can press back, homepage, mute, pause, click on a different piece of content. Uh, and in the meantime, while you go back and either finish off or start or continue watching She-Hulk, uh, of course we have a dozen other podcasts as well. Uh, TV, games, films, main night podcast, uh, check them all out on entertainmenttalk.org or on your favourite podcast platform, depending on where you're already listening to us. So if you're in the middle of carrying some bags, if you need to, if you're driving, whatever you're doing, um, if you're in the middle of doing something, this is your chance to click the podcast off because I don't want to be the reason that you're spoiled on this show. Um, so yeah, this is your opportunity to click the episode off. Hopefully you've already done so. You could listen to some music. You could listen to some ASMR. You could listen to another podcast or catch up on this week's Geek Town Radio. Whatever you want to do. Um, all right, let's get into spoilers now. I think there's plenty of time. Um, see, some people go like, "Hey, spoiler section, bam!" <laughs> but uh, not me. Not me. I, I I like to give people a, a little bit of a chance to uh, switch the episode off. So, um, talked a lot there about episodes eight and nine. I really want to jump into episode 9 because I'm bursting to talk about it. Um, So we're in the middle of a scene. you got What's-His-Name turns into a Hulk. Abomination, Hulk, Titania, She-Hulk. They're, they're, they were like all there, weren't they? All characters. She... This this was where the episode like really really threw me because I was like this is really like strange but in a really entertaining way. The episode gets like clicked off. You're in the Marvel. It could be different for different territories, but that's the Marvel tab on Disney Plus. Got all the projects there. You can still hear Jennifer talking. She kicks herself out. Of the, the the clickable thing for She-Hulk. The show icon thing. Kicks that out. Climbs her body. Out of the thing. I wondered if she was going to go like. I mean it wouldn't, wouldn't really, really be 3D. But I was like is she going to sort of like. Uh, uh, go really big. Or like some, some like weird thing like that. Is she gonna, well she wouldn't be. She wouldn't be able to like step out of the TV obviously. Um, or go like 3D because I wasn't watching on a 3D TV, so didn't didn't do anything like that. Um, but I was like, this is this is just, I've, I I, I challenge I challenge anyone name name me another TV show or film where, where you've ever seen that happen. It might have happened in something before, where you're watching something on a streaming service, and because that's the reference, isn't it? The reference is like you're watching it on a show, and like no no, this isn't the ending that we want. It's very, very, very meta. I mean, Community got really, really meta with its final season. Especially its final few episodes. Uh, six seasons in a movie. Um, but it didn't do this. Like, she kicks the logo off. Jumps out. She doesn't walk, does she? She's, like, hanging on the thing. Kicks open. <laughs> like, she's jumping from show to show. Kicks open. I think it was the behind the scenes thing for um. Uh, it it was one of the assembled things, which is the behind the scenes thing. I think that was for Shang Chi. Could be wrong about that. Kicks that open and climbs into a different show. But what, what the 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 moment that really really got me and really was sort of like I'm in some sort of Twilight Zone thing here. Is. 
Because, okay, if I on my own remote press back, it will take me to the main menu of Disney+, Plus, the continue watching section of Disney+. Plus, and I won't hear anything else. I won't hear the episode, I won't hear a character talking. But the fact that, like, it clicked backwards and you could still hear, like, her, initially it was her voiceover, that was really, like, wow. Um... Again, name name me another TV show or film that's that's done that because I cut the, the MCU has certainly never done that before. Um, but I was like, where, where where is this going? What what is she, what is she doing? Because um, I thought it might have just been like somebody else's because she starts like scrolling down and 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 stuff like that. Um, and and I reround about ten seconds at one point because initially I thought she said let's jump into the Avengers, but she said no, let's jump into Assembled. Um, because I, I thought she said like Avengers Assembled or something. I was like, is she gonna jump into an Avengers film? Um, but no, she jumps into one of the so it's one of the behind the scenes thing, which, which fits perfectly with like what the next scene is, which is her going into a writer's room. Um, I, I'd be so curious to sit in to sit in a writer's room. That'd be so good. Um, and like starts talking about like, um, <clears throat> like oh, this isn't the ending that I want, and people are like, oh, she hulks like. Here in the in the real world, outside of a Disney Plus Marvel show, um, and then she goes and talks to Kevin, <laughs> and I was like, Nah, they're not going to have Kevin Feige actually show up in this, are they? That they, they, they didn't do that. That would have been really quite something. Um, but no, it's a robot that like, um, it's like a pro- projector or something that projects. Cause like, there was like a screen. In there that showed all like the history of the MCU, which again I I love seeing that. And you heard like, um, I think it was a line that you heard from Hulk of like, "Hey, I can control my." It, it was that scene from the first Avengers film, um, and then there's just so many meta things thrown in here about like X Men coming soon, and like when's the X Men coming, and uh, I banged Matt Murdock and all this stuff. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> And then, like, oh, can you transform back into Jennifer, but not on screen because budget? And um, that was obviously a little meta thing about, like, hey, She Hulk looks so bad, CG, and all, all this, all this stuff. Um, I wasn't prepared for for for, for this. I, mean, I don't think anybody would have been prepared for this. I we we understood pretty much from the start that the show was going to be a bit meta and a bit fourth wall breaking. But this is like a new ballpark of how to do it. I mean, she didn't just like walk out of that barn place wherever it was and walk to Marvel Studios. She jumped through a streaming service. <laughs> like it's 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 uh again the the M the MCU can just do whatever it wants at this point and it will likely succeed ninety percent of the time. Look not not everything's perfect in the MCU. There's some stuff that doesn't work as well as other things. But look, when you've been when you've been making TV shows and films for fourteen years, not everything's going to be ten out of ten perfect, is it? Not everything's going to be. There's there's going to be slip slip ups. There's going to be hiccups. There's going to be misses. Um, but there's also going to be ninety percent of because I I think most of us could agree ninety percent or so of the MCU has been a success. There's been things that haven't been, but um, and things that have been okay. That was good, but not as good as other stuff, right? Um. Like, I'm not going to pretend that every single thing in the MCU is a 10 out of 10, because it isn't. Um, We've had some of the worst comic book films, like Thor, Dark World, and, you know, things like that. Um, But that was... uh, Wow. Um, That that, that was just just an extra layer and an extra way to use the fourth wall break. And I absolutely loved every minute of it. 
Um, I suppose the thing is, because is, She-Hulk's going to show up again, very, very likely. Then about a second season. See, as I, I see a lot of people, like, get really into these MCU shows and be like, oh, we need a second season. So, okay, it's great that you want a second season of the thing you enjoyed. That makes sense. But the MCU is just a different beast to other things in entertainment. You don't need a second season of a show for that character to come back. Um, like with, I'd love a second season of like um, Moon Knight or Miss Marvel or She-Hulk or any any of these other shows. Uh, obviously, we've got like Loki that's getting a second season. Those characters can show up in other shows, other films, other you know projects. We've got like the special presentation stuff now with Werewolf by Night. It's it's not just like oh if we don't get She Hulk season two we'll never see her again. It doesn't work that way, um, and <clears throat> that might, that might be a new I new thing for people to kind of get used to a little bit, because um, like we haven't had another Hulk film for like ages, but he's been in Thor Ragnarok and the Avengers films and now he's been in She Hulk and uh, other things as well. Um, so it's great. It, it's great the way that that works. Obviously, if you want an individual story for that character within the world of the MCU, then yeah, second season would be the way to go. Um, like with Miss Marvel, we're going to... Okay, I'd love a second season. She's going to be in the Marvels, which was the whole point of setting her up in Miss Marvel Season 1. Um, so yeah, and obviously we've got a post credit scene here where uh, Tim Roth's ab- ab- abomination gets taken away from... Uh, um, Wong comes and gets him at the end. Um, through another portal, that's setting up something else. But you don't need a second season of She-Hulk to do that. So I thought that was great. Uh, moving on to some other stuff. Uh, Devil Devil showing up was great. Episode eight. Um, again, it's just the MCU kind of like getting Daredevil to dip his toes back in. Um, you know, we'll see him again in Echo, which will be great. I didn't expect to see him in the season finale, though, which is interesting because she makes a little joke about like, hey, I'd love to see. Love to see Daredevil again. I think she gives like a little wink or something. Um, and by the way, all this four fall breaking stuff must be a different type of acting to try to do, because you are talking to the audience that are watching and not to the characters on screen. Um, and credit to Tatiana for well for all of her acting in this, but she really did nail the balance of um, talking to the camera, then talking back to other characters I thought she did an incredible job of that and that's probably I don't know what that is to do because or how that is to do because I've never done that before um but that must be a bit of a different ballpark of acting I would I would have to guess probably quite difficult so uh but she's a very talented actress and she was able to do it very very well um what else stuff I I don't know how I have a lot to say about Titania um I thought the She-Hulk name legal episode thing was was interesting um just on that as well there was a few like comments and complaints about okay this is called she-hulk attorney at law and there isn't enough law stuff going on i didn't think about that until people started mentioning it about episode six or seven that was something that just never bothered me um i don't know what to tell you like I wasn't going into each episode thinking like, um, what case is she going to crack this week? That's something that, not to compare this too much to Better Call Soul, obviously that's a much darker, grittier, grounded sort of show. That obviously in in something like Better Call Soul, and obviously you've got more than just 
Sol Goodman, you've got, you know, Kim, and you've got other characters that are doing legal stuff. And there's other storylines outside of that. I just kind of tuned into each episode being like, okay, what is Jennifer going to get up to this week? I, I, I never once went into an episode and thought, what legal case is Jennifer going to crack this week? Or She-Hulk going to crack this week? Or, you know, what's she going to be doing in the courtroom? And I know the, the, the title is in the show, because uh, you can see it in, in the show title that I put. So I thought I might as well put that. She-Hulk attorney at law. But... Um, I don't know, that was something that never really, it just, I just kind of went over my head a little bit of sort of, um, yeah, because when I think about that and I do compare that to something like Better Call Saul, Better Call Saul was a lot more direct with that, obviously that, and that's got comedy elements in it, you're not really getting like Saul Goodman breaking the fourth wall, because obviously you've got like, um, Saul Goodman in that show and he's a bit more jokey as compared to some of the other characters. He's a bit more of the com- com- uh, comedic relief in the Breaking Bad Better Call Saul universe. But then he fits that within his own legal stuff and it fits really well. So you could have done the same thing here with She-Hulk. I just wasn't really looking for that. And again, the name is in the, the name is in the name of the show. The, the thing is in the name of the show, Attorney at Law. I just never really sort of... That wasn't something that bothered me. Because um, I saw some people saying about like, hey, why isn't she doing more legal stuff? I was like, oh, okay, well, I, I don't know, she she just isn't. Um, so, and when it comes to like, okay, registering her, her name legally, I don't know all the ins and outs of that. I was just following what the show was, was giving to me. Um, but how that was supposed to fit in, I suppose, was like, okay, you did have a bit, a bit of a thing of the week, an event of the week. Um, like an episode of the week, and then you kind of had the overarching story with like this group that was trying to hack Jennifer's phone and all this kind of stuff, or hack her personal data and stuff. Um, but I was good with how all that went, pretty much. I, I didn't really have any problems with like the legal side of things because I just wasn't really looking for it. Um, I was more sort of thinking about like what's she gonna do as She Hulk, you know, or what's the character gonna do outside of the law stuff. So, yeah. Um, I was going to give some thoughts on the the twerking scene. Which I guess now that I've brought it up, I will do. Um, The the overreaction to that was hilarious. Because you look at the characters in the MCU. And I don't think that scene was really... It was just a fun little... People need to, like... I don't really understand... And this is probably a topic that I could do a whole podcast on. We do the Avengers films. We do the Guardians of the Galaxy films. We do Doctor Strange and Spider-Man. And all, all these like considered normal sort of superheroes. Then you get some comments after Endgame of like. Oh when are we going to get something different from the MCU? And then we get something given to us. Something like Eternals. And some people moaned about like, oh, it's too different, it's weird, and it's complicated. It's like, well, you asked for something different. This is different to the Avengers. And then, oh, the MCU is too, like, it's, you know, um, Eternals was, like, too serious, or, like, there's certain things that are too serious. Here's a legal comedy. Oh, it's too stupid, it's too silly, it's too whatever. What do you want? You know? Like, 
I think the MCU's done a really good job of balancing... Okay, these are some of the more... Uh, the, the, the overall tone of the MCU, yes, is much more fun and family-friendly. Because it is a PG-13 franchise. And you've got characters in there who are very fun. You've got, like, Star-Lord, you've got Spider-Man, you've got Miss Marvel. You've got all these, like, fun characters. She-Hulk as well is, is another one, of course. Um, you've got your more serious characters in there. Um... But I just don't understand what people want from the MCU. It's like, okay, you get something that's more comedy-based? No, it's too silly. You get something more serious? No, I want something different. You get something different with the Eternals? No, it's weird. Um, So, and the whole, like, twerking thing, um, I mean, I'm not really a fan of twerking myself, but um, I, I I don't find twerking itself very interesting. Uh, like in 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 the real world, but in this context, with the show and the and, and who the character of She Hulk is, and who she was twerking with and dancing with, it made sense to me. Um, and it was a very quick little post credit scene. It really wasn't anything to take too seriously. Um, but there you go, there you go. Um, but I was fine with it. I thought it was fun. Um, I didn't think it was funny. I didn't laugh at it, but I thought it was fun, and I thought that it fit relatively well. Um, it also had been set up throughout the episode with what those two characters were doing and everything. So um, that was fine with me. Again, that was one of them things where like, okay, this isn't doing anything specific for me, but it isn't bad. Like I'm just sort of sitting here being like, okay, that's that's fine. That 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 It makes sense that that's here, but I'm not like positively or negatively reacting to it. I'm sort of just, okay, it makes sense that that's here, but I'm not mad about it. It's not bad. And it's not sort of like doing anything for me in terms of making me feel any other emotions, really. Um, so that that's because when I mentioned like, okay, this is kind of a nine out of ten, still must see thing for me. Um, that's where like, okay, there was some stuff that I didn't think was bad, just didn't specifically work for me, and that was kind of one of them I, I i was i was neutral on the twerking thing it it was fine it was in there it didn't do anything bad and it was very very short so it was what it was but it created a big hoopla on that week that it was on so i just thought i'd i, I would give some comments on it um so there's all that um what else do i want to talk about what else any other characters uh kind of touched upon some characters here and there haven't i um I don't feel like there's anything left that's glaringly big for me to talk about. Um, no. don't think there's... there's again, if I missed anything, if there's anything you want me to talk about, you can always feel free to write in. Uh, how you can do that, by the way, is matthewdentertainmenttalk.org. Uh, Twitter, eTalkUK. is a contact page and information in your show notes. Email box on the website version of the episode. And a clickable name in your show notes as well. So, uh, take those options. Um, but no, I thought most of these characters were great. I look forward to seeing them again. I thought the show was excellent. Um, at some points did things that didn't work for me. Um, at some points completely and utterly blew my mind. <laughs> um, I just can't believe that that happened with the streaming service thing. That that was the most shocking thing of the season to me. Not like, oh, Abomination fighting Hulk for a brief bit of time or... Plus that was also spoiled because it was in like promotional material. Although that wasn't a full fight, that was very much a teaser used for like meta thing so um that was fine um but no that's that's my i honestly can't think of anything else to talk about um titania i thought was interesting characters were interesting abomination was great to see him back um i do like the way that they're trying to 
reference and use those old Hulk films. Because there's a conversation, I think, at some point between Jennifer and um, and Bruce. Where he's like, yeah, I used to be a different person. Because you were literally played by a different person before. Uh, Edward Norton, I think, was his name. And now he's Mark, Mark Ruffalo. So, obviously, that was, a, that was a long, long time ago. Um, I think, those, weren't those, didn't those films come out before... It was before Iron Man. Because there was two of those, wasn't there? I swear one was like 2006 or something. But that's sort of like unofficial MCU. So, because um, the official start of the MCU was 2008, wasn't it, with Iron Man? So, um, all that time ago. Anyway, um, I honestly can't think of anything else to talk about. I don't have any comments about to make about anything else. Um, I enjoyed the show very much. I thought it was excellent. Um, and yeah. Some some really crazy wild things that, that were happening. I look forward to seeing She Hulk and Daredevil again and Abomination again and see where him him and Wong have gone off to. Um, Wong's a great character as well. I really really do like Wong as well. Because um, initially initially you'd look at him as like a side character of Doctor Strange, but he's not really. He he, he is very much a, he's become a big main MCU character. I mean he's the portal guy, isn't he? Unless Ned has got the 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 ring. Um, him and Doctor Strange are the big portal guys, which is a big big thing in the MCU. Because um, it's brought certain characters into the MCU as well. Anyway, that's my thoughts on She-Hulk. I very much enjoyed it. Very much enjoyed my time with it. I'm looking forward to seeing. Well, we know what's next, which is uh, Black Panther, and then I believe Ant-Man in February. So looking forward to those as well. Um, but yeah, the MCU is fantastic. It can kind of do whatever it wants at this point. I'm really looking forward to seeing how all these things play out in the future. So we shall see how that all plays out. Um, anyway, I've already said we're, well, we don't need to know where to find the podcast, I suppose, but entertainmenttalk.org and podcast platforms, uh, TV, games, films, main night podcasts, uh, take a look out for all those as well, if you'd like to, um, for all of that, if you want to support us in other ways as well, uh, you can uh, listen to more episodes that we've done on the places I've already mentioned, um, I mean, you've already found us because you're already listening to me talk right now, so thanks for finding us and listening to our podcasts. Uh, so there's all of that. Um, but yeah, word of mouth, social media. Let other people know about what we're doing. If they've watched She-Hulk, send them this podcast. Or whatever you'd like to do. Uh, so word of mouth, social media. Of course, you can share the episodes around on your different social media platforms of choice. Patreon, $5, $10 level tiers for the every podcast review options. Have a look out for that as well if you'd like to. Um, for that, uh, TV and film news. If you'd like to know about future MCU updates. There was some date move, date move dates moved around, which is a pretty normal thing. Um, so... There's all that as well. Uh, Geek Town Radio for this week. Uh, Geek Town Radio posts on Tuesdays. Geektown.co.uk. That's for air dates. Um, Renault's cancellations, pickups, air dates, casting news, all that type of stuff. Geektown.co.uk and Geek Town Radio on Tuesdays. Have a look out for all those episodes. Uh, for all of that. Uh, if you want to find uh, Bex on Twitch, she's streaming very, very regularly. Little Nightmares 2, chat, retro, and game streams, all that type of stuff. Trista, B-Y-T-E-S, over on Twitch, you can also find her, of course, on other platforms as well. Uh, me, Twitch, eTalk UK, uh, going to be doing a bit of a reshuffling next week. Uh, I'll try to slot in those two FIFA game streams um, some point next week. But big stream next week, my final time playing Call of Duty Modern Warfare because a new game is coming out. That'll be Thursday at eight o'clock next week, so not today, next week. Um, so the day before, um, the night before, actually. Uh, that Modern Warfare 2 campaign gets released. So look out for that next Thursday. Uh, but you can follow our Twitch channel. Etalk UK over on Twitch. And if you miss any of the streams. Game clips or archives. Whatever. Um, Entertainment Talk plays over on YouTube. Thanks very much for listening. And uh, 
yeah, here's to the future of the MCU. X-Men, other stuff going on, lots of stuff. Black Panther is next. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. Goodbye.